0: Okay. We've been studying and going over praying and all the things that prayer means to us. And it has when we talk about praying, it's just not saying, dear Lord, I need this today. Although that's included in part of it. And Levi talked about that first. <coughs> Petitions, praying and asking God for something. Well I talked about worship, that is talking to God. Let the feeling in your heart come out towards God and feel that worship rising in adoration to God and then in praise for what He's done. Today I'm going to take an entirely different topic and I'm going to talk about uh, the Holy Spirit. Now when you pray, who do you pray to? The Father, the Son, <laughs> well, if anybody ever tries to trick you like that, all right, you just say, "I pray to God." All right, you, that's how you do. You pray to God. All right. Now, <coughs> Jesus, when He taught us how to pray, said, "What our Father who art in heaven." All right. And he said you can pray to the Father this way. You say, "Our Father who art in heaven," and that's a good thing. To remember, always remember, you can pray that way. You can always pray to the Father. Now, look over at John chapter 16. (coughs) John's Gospel is chapter 16. Jesus is talking at the Last Supper, giving them lots of information and so we know that Jesus said, when you pray, you say, Our Father. So we talk to the Father. All right, now, here's what he says here uh, John chapter 16, I'm looking at verse 23. And that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Hitherto you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and receive that your joy may be full. All right, so he says, when you pray, you say, in Jesus' name. And most of us learn that very early on. We finish our prayers with in Jesus' name, all right, and so Jesus said, You come, you use my name, and so we're talking to Jesus too, all right, that's fine, but do we ever pray to the Holy Spirit? Ah, there's an interesting question. I remember what I told you, I pray to God. Who's the Holy Spirit? God, all right, so you certainly can talk to the Holy Spirit. He's more than willing to listen. But there are particular things, and that's why I wanted to spend a little time today talking about praying when you talk to the Spirit. What is it that the Spirit does? And why would you say, I want to pray to the Spirit to do something? So in John chapter 16, Jesus is going to give us a reason why we would talk to the Spirit. And this is something that I've learned to do regularly. Regularly. It's because of what Jesus says here. So let's see what he said. John chapter 16. All right. I'm looking at verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I will go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. When he is come, he will reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. So, one of the, there's three things here listed that the Holy Spirit does. He says, sin, righteousness, and judgment to come. It is the work of the Holy Spirit to get inside of you and tell you, that's not right. You're doing something wrong. AND I'VE SEEN A LOT OF PREACHERS DECIDE THAT WAS THEIR JOB. (laughs) AND I HAVEN'T SEEN IT BE REALLY SUCCESSFUL. I KNEW A GUY, AND IF HE WENT TO HIS CHURCH FOR A MONTH, HE WAS PRETTY NICE. AND AFTER THAT, HE HAD A LIST OF THINGS YOU'RE DOING WRONG. AND HE ASKED ME TO GO OVER THERE ONCE AND SPEAK. THERE WAS ABOUT 15 PEOPLE. BECAUSE EVERY TIME SOMEBODY NEW CAME, HE TOLD THEM WHAT THEY WERE DOING WRONG AND HE LEFT. And so (laughs) it's not the work of the pastor. However, however, uh, there's a responsibility of the pastor to guide a flock in the right way. And so he's kind of at a loss. I remember there's a sister church to this one built by the same man who built this church uh real Sanborn, and it's in Sanborn, New York. And I wanted to go visit that church, so I went over there and uh, went to a service. And there was about 20 people there, and the preacher got up and he said, well, you know me, he said, if you do something wrong, I'm coming, it'll tell you. <laughs> and that's why he had 20 people there, all right? It's not his job, it's the spirit's job, to convince us of three things. Number one, sin. You're doing something you should. not Number two, righteousness. There is right and wrong. There's a right and a wrong. And you need to understand that just whatever you choose isn't right because you chose it. Right? There is a right and wrong. There's righteousness and God has that standard set. And the last thing is judgment, he says. uh, Judgment will come if you're only going to do what you decide you feel like doing, then you're going to someday answer for it. Now, the Holy Spirit when he comes is the one that will convince you that what you did was wrong. That you need to make a good choice make a right choice, and that if you don't, you're going to answer for it. And so when I read a passage out of the Bible and it tells us to do this and do that, I'm not going to come up to you and say, did you get that? <laughs> People do come to me and they say, you're talking about me again. I don't know. One of the most surprising things that I've come across, because uh, I grew up in a little church where that's kind of how they operated. And when I came here, I had this argument in my mind. Right? Should I point people out? Should I go knock on their door? Or should I just talk? or What should I do? And I felt like I wasn't sure. And then when we started, we had 40 people here. And every year it went up 10, 10, 10, 10. And then it went up 20, and then it went up 40, and it got quite high. So I'd come in, and I'd walk, and I'd look around, and this room's full, and that room's full, and that room's full. And I don't even know who's upstairs, because I can't see up there. Uh, usually late people go up there. <laughs> and uh, And I'd say, How is it possible for me to address every problem that's sitting in front of me? I can't do it. I just, there's no way I could do it. If I sit sit down and think of all your problems, there's not enough paper in the world, all right, to do all that. And so when I first came to that thought, I said, If I'm responsible for people, I just can't be that responsible. Uh, I can't cover everything that needs to be covered. And that's when the work of the Spirit became very evident to me. Because uh, it's not what I say sometimes. Sometimes it's the person sits next to you and shakes your hand. Sometimes it's that person Sometimes it's a song that we sing that goes right down your alley. All right, that's why I always say we sing and talk and pray together because a song can do a lot more for you than I can. And so you have to rely on the Holy Spirit to reach through into people's hearts, and this is what He's going to do. And if somebody Is going to point out your sin to you, first thing you're going to say is mind your own business. And probably that's okay, you know. Maybe you should mind your own business. But the spirit has the ability to get into your brain, get into your mind, and you feel that little uneasiness. You got that thing in your mind, that's him. He's doing that. And he's working in you. And so uh, when I talk about let's pray to the Holy Spirit, we're going to pray for what he does. And one of the things he does is to get into people's minds, use the word conviction, we call it, to be convicted that you're doing something wrong. It was a word that they talked about when I was a kid all the time you'll be convicted or you will feel that there's something wrong and it is a spirit that will do that he will speak to you all right and verse 9 of chapter 16 of sin because they believe not on me all right so sin always represents something it represents that you really don't think that god means it so I can kind of do what I want. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Alright. How do we know there's a right and wrong? Because Jesus came down here and did what he did and went back to heaven. And they took him in and made him the king of the whole place. So whatever he said was right and of judgment because the prince of this world is judge. Alright. The most difficult and powerful force outside of God is Satan. And He says He's already judged. So, if He's judged already, don't think you're going to slip by. You're going to answer. We're all going to answer. So, the Spirit says, uh, I will talk to you. I will talk to the people. And when I realized, I got to the point where the, the helplessness of, of ministering to a large congregation, you just have to say, all right, God, I'm going to pick this text, I'm going to talk about it. That's the next thing we pray for. Here it is, verse 13. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. And so when I'm reading a text here, and I'm reading the red letter edition, this is something that Jesus said. Uh, The first thing I have to pray every week, actually all through the week is, i got to understand this, and you said the Spirit is the one that will guide you into truth. So, my first job is to say to the Holy Spirit, all right, here's the text, make me understand it. Make me understand it. Now, for me, because I'm a little different, I guess, that's usually in the middle of the night. Two o'clock, real common time for me with Jesus. And I'm saying, Look, I read this passage and I got to figure out how to explain it. So you're going to have to explain it to me so I can explain it to somebody else. And that's a prayer that I pray all the time. Help me to understand the passage. I got to grasp it in my mind. All right. Now you study. Yeah. Okay. I read other people's comments. I go through, but when I'm done, usually it gets down to this. How are you going to say it in Eric talk? (laughs) Eric talks plain like ordinary any old person on the street. So I want to talk like a normal person. I don't want to use words that are so big that everybody go, wow, he must be smart. I want you to think, oh, he's just like us. He uses regular every ordinary language, and that's way I want to explain things. And sometimes when I read the commentary, by the time I'm going, "Ah, ah, that was pretty boring. Some commentaries are really boring. So I say, God, I want to be able to say this in my, so you're going to have to show me what this means. And he does. He helps me Continually, and usually it 's like I said at two o 'clock in the morning i 'm awake, and the brain starts cranking, and i you have to read your text you know fifteen times before your brain goes. <laughs> And I read the text in the morning, and I read the text at night, and I read the text here and there, and I go over it again and again And then God starts cranking in my mind So I got the Holy Spirit and I say to him help me understand. I also say to him help them understand I got to say the same prayer for everybody alright, so if you're gonna understand the Bible The Holy Spirit says, Jesus said, he's going to come, take my things and show them to you. The Holy Spirit is very specifically interested in explaining what Jesus did, explaining why Jesus did it, how it unfolded, and what it really means. And the Holy Spirit will help you to understand those things that are here. And you begin to understand the more you go, the more you understand who Jesus is. The Holy Spirit's explaining that. And so when we have a church and you're gathered together, how are we going to touch everybody's need? I can't. The Holy Spirit can't. How are we going to explain the Bible, particularly difficult passages, how are we going to explain them? Well, God's going to help me and God's going to help you. And together, he's going to make us understand. And that, I think, is the critical work of the Holy Spirit. Now, you can go to a lot of churches, and they're going to tell you something different. They're going to tell you, well, if you can only speak in some foreign tongue, you got it. I'm going to tell you, no, you don't. Everybody's in this boat. All right? Everybody needs to understand. And the Spirit is going to do that for you. Now look over at Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. here we have the description, probably better than any other place, of how the Spirit works. How does He do what He does? How does He help you to understand? How does He get inside of you and be that little voice that says, now, are you sure you're doing the right thing? How does He do that? Alright, here we go. Romans chapter 8, verse number 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. And that's what I was explaining. My infirmity. As a pastor, I can't possibly address everybody's need. I have a weakness there. And so the Spirit says, We'll help your weaknesses, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. And that's, you come to, eventually you're going to come to that and say, I don't know what to pray for. Look across the congregation. What do you pray for? You pray for There's a a preacher who said once, make sure that the people you preach for are the people you pray for. That's a very good thing. All right? So what am I going to pray? I'm not even sure how to pray. He says, no, you won't really know what you should say, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. So the Spirit, when you pray to the Spirit, you say, Lord, I want you to bless this church. I want you to come on this service. We pray it every Sunday morning. Come on this service. Open the hearts of people so they'll understand, so they can get across what needs to be done. And he he says, well, you don't really know, Eric, what to ask for. Let me take care of it for you. And he starts praying for this congregation. It's essential. It's essential in the work of the church that the spirit is being asked. We ask him, I don't know what to pray for. He says, well I do and so I'm going to pray. And he prays with groanings that cannot be uttered. What does that mean? He cares a lot more than I do about you. Now I care about you. I'm concerned about you. I love you. I want the best for you. I'll do everything in my power to do that. But he cares more than I do because when he thinks about you, it hurts him. He's like, oh, what can I do? And he starts that prayer and he groans within himself and uh, Jesus did that. Once in a while. Remember when Jesus groaned? Remember where? He's outside the tomb of Lazarus. And he says he groaned. Why? Because it's really a situation where he wants to get so much out of it. And he's not sure if these people are going to get it. And so he groans. And that's what the Holy Spirit is doing. He's groaning for it. And here's why, 27. 27. He that searches the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. And that's what we ask him to do, is to search hearts. Search hearts. Search me and know my heart. Try me and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. I can't search your heart. We all got a little door on our heart that we can close to the rest of the world. He can go right through it. He enters all rooms, the doors being shut. And He can search inside of you, and He can find what it is, because He maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So the Holy Spirit is an essential person in getting us where we need to be. Now here's where He's going to take you, verse 28. You know, all things work together for good, for them that love God and them are called according to His purpose. So He said, I want to help you And what the Spirit's work is to make your life better, to improve your life, to improve your understanding, to improve it. He's always got that on his heart. And so when he prays for that, he's, he's wanting that very much. And so we pray to the Spirit. We ask the Spirit for the things that he does. He touches our hearts. He can get inside of you. All right? And somebody once said, it was a guy from China called Watchman Nee, and he said, the Spirit goes inside of you. Now, all of us agree with that, right? When we ask Jesus into our hearts, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you. We know that that's a biblical statement. But what he says is what the Spirit's got to do is get out to the fingertips. So, that what you believe in your heart comes out through your hands and through your feet and through your mouth. All right? So, we're going to get the Spirit in us, ask Jesus into our heart, and you got it. He's in there. All right, now we got to get it so He comes out of us and gets out where we can use Him. So, praying for the Holy Spirit has been one of my most important jobs. and pray that the Spirit will help us in our service. That He'll come. That's specifically His job. Jesus said that's what He's going to do, and that's what we ask for. We ask Him to come and do that. Be in our service. And so, praying to the Holy Ghost is fine. Do it. Remember, you're praying to you're praying to God. All right? You can talk with Him. He's, he's quite easy to get along with. So don't be afraid to talk to God. We'll go on one more or two about prayer. Thank you.